Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania, diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more. This podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Lift Fit Listens podcast. Today we're on episode 42. I hope you guys are doing just scrumptious, delicious. I don't know why I was using food adjectives, but I hope you guys are just doing well. I feel it's like it's kind of been a little bit since I've sat down and chatted with you guys since I recorded the other one early. Um, but I'm back, back in Utah. My mini little trip back to New York was fun. Um, it was only for like, a, it was a short weekend trip, but it was still really nice. The wedding was amazing. And now I've been getting back into my routine this week. And the thing that I will say is that it's getting a little bit brisk here in Utah. And I just don't know how I'm feeling about it because like the days are still nice. Like it's still sunny. It'll get to be like 70, 80 degrees, somewhere within that range during the day. But the mornings and like nighttime are cold. And like this morning, I literally had to wear a jacket on my walk today. And I was like, pardon, <laughs> excuse me. Like it, I was like, let me just check what the weather is to like get dressed for the morning. And it was like 9 a.m. It wasn't like super early. So it like makes sense that it's still cold. Like, no, like it's like the earth had enough time to like kind of get warm. And the my freaking guess what my weather app said. 47 degrees 47 I haven't seen a four as the first digit for the weather in months and months and months and that's the other thing like I was like oh you know thinking about how I'm going to approach this winter like what my winter plan is going to be and I'm and I was like mm, I don't really need a winter plan like I'll just stay here in Utah kind of ride it out get grounded again get back into a routine but I think that I need to actually rethink that and like actually get a winter plan because of the current winter plan of not having a plan and staying in Utah doesn't sound like a good plan anymore. So I don't know. But I'm like, I think I forgot what it's like to be in cold weather again because I, you know, I went to Hawaii in March. So it's just been a while. I, it's just, it's been a while. And yesterday, you guys know I've been in my meditation grind outside. I was in full on sweatpants and like my full on winter robe and my hands were icicles and I came back inside and my cheeks were literally red. Like I just, I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself. And again, it's not like I'm going out at like 7am. It's like nine o'clock and it's cold. I just, it's beyond me and I'm not here for it. But nevertheless, for my gratitude, I still am very thankful to live here. <laughs> I'm just, I wrote down that I'm very grateful to just be living in an area with a lot of nature around me because I just, it makes me feel so calm, so connected to myself, so at peace. Like I, not to say that I don't have respect for the city girlies. I have so much respect for the city girlies. I'm just saying I will never understand the city girlies. I just won't. I will never get how you guys are able to function, not being in a place with a lot of nature. I just, I don't get it. I, I love that there's blue skies here, a lot of greenery that I could like go out somewhere in nature and like be alone in nature. Like that's the biggest thing that gets me in the city. I'm like, how are you just never like in a quiet space alone? That's not your apartment. And I get like in your apartments, you can still hear all the freaking horns and the sirens and whatever, whatever. Like I just, I don't know. I just, I really don't get it. And yesterday I like hit a wall at like three and I was just like I need to go outside so I literally went to the park and just laid in the grass and read a book and then like walked around but like that was all that I needed I don't know 
<laughs> Anyways, but for this episode, you guys know it's going to be a good episode because if you're watching on YouTube, you guys can see me holding up a very special book that you guys know I preach about is my Bible, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Okay, we're going to be referencing this book today and that's so you know it's going to be a good one. This episode is such an important one, which I feel like I say this every single time. But seriously, this is such like a foundational one that I'm like, I'm so surprised I haven't done this one yet. And sometimes I think like, because people ask me, like, how do you come up with ideas for the podcast? Like, do you ever run out of ideas? And sometimes I'm like, am I ever going to run out of ideas? But then I'm like, no, because I keep getting these ideas that are like, there's just so many important principles and like foundational aspects of life that I'm like, damn, we got a lot to talk about. And usually how I come about like, deciding what episode I'm going to do which week it's like always a very intuitive instinctual like fluid thing it's always like what am I feeling that day when I go to record like what is coming to me what do I feel like I can speak on what am I like really resonating with today like what message is coming through and during my meditation this morning I had an affirmation which is going to be the affirmation for this episode that came to my mind because I had this idea like written down I have like a running list and then it's kind of like hmm, which one should I do that day And this morning, this affirmation, which I'm going to share at the end of the episode, came to my mind. And so then I was like, okay, uni, say less. I was like, thank you, uni. We're going to do an episode all about the power of the word. So my main message that I want to get across with this episode is simply just the fact that the word is one of our greatest superpowers. And that's what I want you guys to be able to walk away this episode with this newfound like perspective, enlightenment, and kind of an empowering sense of like, whoa, the way that I speak is actually can be a very empowering thing for me. So what do I mean when I say like the power of the word? I'm talking about just the language that we speak, the way we speak. It doesn't have to be necessary, necessarily like audible, but like even what we're writing down, our thoughts, like kind of, I want to do a whole other episode on thoughts, but just basically just the way that we are expressing ourselves, the words we speak, how we speak to others, how we speak about ourselves, how we speak about others, how we speak about circumstances, how we speak about our goals, our aspirations, our dreams, how we speak about our life and our present reality. Like it completely, the way we are speaking about it completely shapes our experience of our, of our reality, like hands down. And it's just, it's super transformative. So I originally discovered this whole entire, I, I originally kind of got my sprinkle of understanding the importance of it was from this book which like I said is my bible the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz which I have to owe this to one of my childhood friends Anna because she was the one that got me on this book she gave this to me for a birthday present actually back in like 2018 2019 I want to say and essentially if you're unfamiliar with this book which if you're unfamiliar get familiar I have this linked in the show notes it's on my Amazon storefront you need to purchase this book and read it it's short okay it's a super easy read the words are big it's literally not even 150 pages and it has completely it's been the foundation for the framework of like my mental aspects on life but basically the structure of the book is exactly what the title is the four agreements there's kind of four different pillars that the author touches on and the first the very first pillar is be impeccable with your word and in the kind of internal you know like the flap on the side of the book for the cover to like give you a debriefing of the what the book's going to be about under be impeccable with your word it says speak with integrity say only what you mean avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others use the power of the word in the direction of love and truth So to kind of segue and open up this episode in a very with a bang, I'm going to read a few blurbs of this first agreement so you guys can understand kind of the direction of where I'm going with this and also just to give you guys that prelude like I'm talking about because again, 
reading this chapter was what really opened up my mind to saying like, oh, whoa, maybe, you know, there is something that runs deeper with the way that we speak. And it's not something to always be careless about. And like it does hold more importance and power than we think. So it says through the word, you express your creative power. It is through the word that you manifest everything, regardless of what language you speak, your intent manifests through the word. What you dream, what you feel, and what you really are, all will be manifested through the word. The word is not just a sound or a written symbol. The word is a force. It is the power you have to express and communicate, to think, and thereby to create the events in your life. You can speak what other animals can speak. The word is the most powerful tool you have as a human. It is the tool of magic. But like a sword with two edges, your word can create the most beautiful dream or your word can destroy everything around you. One edge is the misuse of the word, which creates a living hell. The other edge is the impeccability of the word, which will only create beauty, love, and heaven on earth. Depending upon how it is used, the word can either set you free or it can enslave you even more than you know. All the magic you possess is based on your word. Your word is pure magic and misuse of your word is black magic. So bear with me. Some of his language might seem like a little bit out there for you guys, but I also feel like, yeah, it took me a second to kind of understand the way the language, like the way that he speaks, but I'm telling you, this is just a phenomenal book. But anyways, the main, the main takeaway there obviously is obviously simply just the fact that the word can either empower you, like I'm saying, and create heaven on earth. It can set you free or the way that you can speak can completely place boundaries, restrictions on you. It can be metaphorically the cement that you're tying to your foot that just keeps you stuck it can keep you in that hell on earth so I love the way that he references it in the book to how it can either be a mat like a beautiful magical spell that you can use on you or it could be a black spell that you're casting on yourself and my sister's the one that says this she's like it's called spelling for a reason like when you write things out just like I don't want to make this too woo woo and like too spiritual or too kind of like witchy for lack of a better term because I want to this is still a very real tangible concept here but I just can't help but like dip into those more kind of woo concepts but just not like regardless of what you believe in kind of what's where you are on that scale there is no denying the fact that the words that you speak completely set up the reality that you experience and completely control and honestly dictate your whole entire reality experience and it's so easy, especially with my, like the generation that I'm in and people my age and whatever, whatever, even though there's a lot of people that are younger than me that listen to this and watch this. And it's so common, especially when you're trying to make friends and fit in and all this sort of stuff. Like we just don't think the words we speak matter slash we feel pressure to speak a certain way because the majority or our friend group are speaking a certain way. And we just are very careless with the words we speak and if there's something to not be careless with it is exactly it is the way that we speak because we are constantly like the like the book was saying how it's exactly how we manifest things words are completely bringing our energetic being and bring it into some sort of physical manifestation so it's kind of the bridge between our spiritual body and our energetic body and bridging it 
just when I was like, we're not going to dip into the woo-woo spiritual side, but whatever. It's the bridge that bridges our spiritual body and our spiritual energetic beings into this physical 3D reality. And so it's just really important to be super mindful and aware of the words that we are speaking. And what happens is the words that we are speaking are what truly are shaping our subconscious mind and vice versa. Our subconscious mind is also what's in control of the words that we're speaking most often. And that's what usually comes out when we're being careless and not living with intention or speaking consciously. So they really can be a reflection of also how our subconscious feels. And that's why it's so, that's why it's another reason and facet to be really aware of the words that we speak because they're kind of a window into what our subconscious beliefs are. And also on the contrary, they also are directly shaping what those subconscious beliefs are. So it's kind of the cycle. And that's why it's really important to make sure you kind of, if you stay in that, that loop of, you know, speaking negatively, that's a reflection of your subconscious, but then when you can continue to speak negatively, that's also continuing well, that is also continuing to feed that subconscious negative thought. So though it's really important to kind of hop into, I always picture it in my brain, like hop into a different feedback loop, okay, hop into the positive equivalent, start speaking positively so it's positively impacting your subconscious, so that your subconscious is effortlessly speaking positivity, which is then impacting your subconscious again. You want to be in that positive feedback loop unless you feel called to be negative don't know why but like then do as you please sis but for me I'm always trying to be in that positive feedback loop because it is so powerful and that's what is you know keeping me on the track towards creating the life that I want to create and the life I want to live so with that being said the words we speak are our beautiful opportunity to continue to reframe our subconscious mind now I want to do another episode on subconscious mind because I feel like it can kind of be a little bit confusing but the reason why the subconscious mind if you guys have been hearing about it why it's so imperative and kind of why everything always comes back to that is because scientifically a ton of the way that we operate throughout our day I forget the actual percentage it's something crazy like 80 to 95% somewhere in that window of how we function throughout our day is through our subconscious mind. So we have our subconscious mind and our conscious mind. Our conscious mind being things that we are aware of, kind of things that are voluntary, things that we are choosing to do, things we are choosing to say, where our subconscious mind is kind of involuntary, things that we do without even thinking. They are so ingrained within us, within our belief system, within our habits, that we don't even think about doing them to the point that we don't even realize we are doing them. And so that's where so much of the magic and the potential to transform our life lies within our subconscious mind and our subconscious programmings because those are the things that are happening on autopilot. Again, think about how powerful something like obviously it's going to be more powerful when you don't really need to put any inputs or effort or energy into it when it's just happening on its own. That's something that's going to, you know what I mean? Over the long haul, that's what's going to create the most cover the most ground, I guess, if you will, and like make the most impact. So I guess to give you another tangible example, like the subconscious part of us is kind of how we subconsciously blink or breathe throughout the day. We don't have to think about it. It just is happening. That's an example of like the subconscious mind's efforts where our conscious mind might say, oh, I want to make sure that I'm not cold today for my walk. Do I think I should wear this sweatshirt or will it not be warm enough? Should I wear a coat instead? Something that you're actively involved in the decision making. You're just actively involved in the situation and your mind is working within it. And so, so much of how we are showing up, I feel like I'm kind of getting off on a side tangent, but like I, 
I just, it really does correlate. So like so much of the way that we show up in life, so much of our self-belief of like, can we do something which is then going to have us either be sticking with pursuing it or quitting pursuing it based on like our belief of how, if we actually feel like we are capable of doing it, of achieving it, worthy of actually being able to achieve it, all these sorts of things, all that is always going back to our subconscious mind. And so that's why it's so like basically so many of the things that I'm preaching on the podcast are because they're going back to kind of reprogramming that subconscious mind. Because if you go deep into your subconscious mind and reprogram it into something that's positive into a prosperous headspace that is what's going to then inevitably reflect in your day-to-day life because like I said so many 80 to 95 percent of our actions are going back to whatever we're believing in our subconscious and our beliefs are what lead us to taking certain actions which will then allow us to either live a life that we're aligned with that's our dream life that we're wanting to live in our higher self or it's going to lead us to living a life that we don't love that isn't fulfilling our potential etc etc so back to kind of what I was saying with words in the subconscious mind the words we speak are kind of an opportunity for us to reframe that subconscious mind and therefore change and and create different beliefs and create different thought habits and things like that to then set us up for success like I'm saying and being aware of the language that you speak this is something that I think is really powerful that really hit me when I was kind of thinking about this episode being aware of the your language is really powerful because it highlights where your limiting beliefs are again within your subconscious mind so for example because again when we're careless with our word and we just when we aren't speaking with intention and with integrity and with impeccability things will just kind of come out right and so when you're on that autopilot being unconscious right it's just going to be an inevitable just like mirror reflection of what's going on within your subconscious mind so if you're speaking and you're someone that's always like oh I wish I could do that but I just da 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 or I would do that but I can't because xyz or only if this then I would be able to do that like all those sorts of things all of those are just direct windows into the fact of your subconscious mind believing the fact that you just you can't do it or your subconscious mind always finds an excuse as to why it can't work or why it won't work slash your subconscious mind is always one believes that you are someone that falls victim to your environment and to be honest recently with when speaking to people I noticed that when people have this language they're like oh I really wish I could do xyz but I can't because I live here or oh if only this would if only I could do this but I can't because this is my current circumstance I'm always like I'm very careful about speaking in that way because I, you guys know I'm very passionate about never falling victim to your environment. To me, it's just like laying down and being weak to your reality. And so though that type of language of like, oh, if only this, or I just wish I could do that, or I would, but I can't because this, it's like, all of that is just to me when I hear that specific language that to me I'm like oh they're sub they're in a victim they're in a subconscious victim headspace and that is like a very scary headspace to me that I don't ever want to be in and so just being aware of your language if you find yourself speaking like that often if you're talking to someone and you guys are talking about goals or something you want to do and you just are rebuttaling with some sort of excuse or reasoning as to why you can't do it because of with that language of like I just wish I could but I can't because of this it's like that to me should be a major red flag to you of what's going on in your subconscious mind and that's when you need to have the awareness of saying whoa I just spoke from a victim mindset 
subconsciously and my words are just affirming that to my subconscious which is then causing me to act from that space which is a very dangerous feedback loop that I wouldn't recommend to anyone so once you kind of have that awareness of like whoa then you need to say actually no I can do it I'm just choosing not to do it or it may be more challenging conventionally more challenging for me to do it because I'm in this situation but that doesn't mean I can't do it I can still find a way to do it rewriting that thought process and Speaking from a sense of stepping back into your power, calling your power back and from a place of like, actually, I can design the life that I want to live. I'm not a victim to my environment. I create my environment slash I'm going to learn to work with my environment and maximize my environment and take make the most of my environment. That is when you're being impeccable with your word and using the power of the word to then design a life that you love and to empower you to take action and believe that you have the capability to create a life of your dreams. And that's just the biggest way that I see this this lesson that I guess that I'm speaking about in this episode. That's the biggest way I see it manifest is people are like, oh, I wish I can get 10,000 steps a day, but I just can't because... I work this job. It's like you're just automatically putting yourself in a box. You're tying a cement block to your foot slash you're shooting yourself in your foot and you're just already waving the flag of defeat. It's like you speaking that language is already keeping you in the headspace of falling victim to your environment and not even trying to actively look for a solution or something to improve on. It's like on the contrary, where if you say, dang, I do have this job, so it's going to be a little bit more challenging, but I know that I can find time slash create time to get my 10,000 steps in for the day. When you have that thought process, when you're speaking those words, you're feeding your subconscious mind that like, hey, actually, if there's a will, there's a way. There is a possibility There is potential. I can find a way. I can find a solution. And that's going to feed your subconscious, which is then going to affect your overall conscious thought process and how you show up to then find solutions to then be able to live the life that you're wanting to live. So as you can see, like there's these two different feedback loops that are just really, really important. And another topic that I wanted to touch on is self-deprecation. And I find myself doing this. I This is something I still am constantly working on because it's, it's odd, but I feel like some of you guys might relate to this. It's like, I don't struggle with this on my own. Like when I'm alone, I kind of delusionally talk kindly to myself, like, cause I always see myself as a friend of mine, but I find myself when I'm with other people or even like my siblings, I am way more. I speak with way more self-deprecative words and like I don't totally know why I don't know if that's a subconscious thing that I need to heal where like I subconsciously feel the need to shrink myself as like a subconscious habit I don't really know I'm working on that too but self-deprecation is something that's just another thing that like we can't have any tolerance for and I'm not a super social person like I'm not hanging around people all the time so if you're someone So I say that because the fact of like when I'm around people, I tend to self-deprecate. It's not like a major, major issue because I'm not like around people all day, six days a week. But like if you're someone who's super social or you're in college or you're in school where you're around a friend group a lot, like that's another thing. Like when I was in college or in high school, I was just around friends more. So it just if I was speaking to myself back then, I would be like, live, pull it together because you're spending You're just spending more time speaking down on yourself. So if you're someone who's like that, you're around a friend group of people. And for some reason, especially just like it's easy for groups of people to just latch onto that momentum and just think it's funny to kind of like speak down on each other and yourself and like, because you don't, because I also feel like it's looked down upon in our society to like be confident. People mix up 
confidence with egoic nature like all the time or like with cockiness when cocky when excuse me confidence is a beautiful thing that should be celebrated that we should all be proud to express but for some reason that's like looked down and says look down on in society like it's more accepted to not like yourself than it is accepted to like yourself with which I just completely blows my mind and it's honestly concerning but so if you're someone who's around people a lot I don't know why it's taking me so long to get to the point if you're around someone if you're someone who's around people a lot this is something that you really need to put more intention and focus and energy into to make sure that you are kind of controlling that self-deprecative humor or comments and really make sure that you're speaking with yourself, speaking about yourself and just about others in an uplifting sense. And this is why I'm so huge on affirmations because anything that you, the, the phrase I am is one of the most empowering, powerful phrases that we can speak. Like I am And I just am so passionate about this. Like I've said this before on a podcast. I don't know which one specifically, but I know I've said it before. Anything after the phrase I am should be something so freaking empowerful. I keep keep combining empowering and powerful, but it should be a word. But anyways, you know what I'm trying to say? Anything after the words I am should be something so freaking empowering and uplifting And something that just sets you on fire and just ignites you to say like, I am capable of achieving, of doing, of having, of being anything my heart desires. Like the way that you speak about yourself, the way you describe yourself completely dictates the way that you show up in life and the confidence you have to then apply yourselves to different tasks in life. And you guys know like, Self-belief is quite literally everything like the way you view and see yourself the way again you see yourself in your subconscious of if you're worthy of something great if you're deserving to have an amazing life if you are confident enough in your abilities and who you are if you if you truly believe that you're someone that's special all of those foundational beliefs and views with yourself is truly what sets you up into being someone into chasing after the life that you want to have. And sometimes I feel like people don't fully, like fully, truly, genuinely grasp and feel that concept to your core. Like every single solitary thing in life is a mirror. So if you're someone who subconsciously, inherently from your childhood, from past programmings, from, you know, things you saw as a child from things people said to you throughout your development. If you are someone who just doesn't think or believe that you are worthy or capable of deserving of your dream life, you nine times out of 10, you are never going to attain your dream life because you, everything is a mirror, like I'm saying. So if you don't believe that you can have it, you will not have it. However, if you are someone who at your core subconsciously truly believes that you are someone that is capable, worthy, and deserving of your dream life, you will then be able to acquire your dream life because every single solitary thing in life is a mirror. And the way that you do that and cultivate that subconscious belief, right, to, to truly internally to your core, to your root, believe that you are someone that is worthy, deserving, and capable. One of the ways that starts is through the words that you are speaking to yourself, about yourself, and about life itself. Because the words that you are speaking are directly impacting that subconscious beliefs, your subconscious programmings, which is again directly impacting the actions that you feel empowered to take, which then accumulate into a physical, tangible result, which is then your life. So as you guys can see, like the word is just something 
I just feel so strongly about this. Like it, it just truly, again, it's not like you speak something and it's like in a movie and it's like, oh, I just said I wanted a dog. So a dog just appeared. No, it's like it's much more moving parts than that, but it's all beautifully intertwined in the way that I just described. So I just want you guys to be have more intention and awareness with the words you speak. If you're starting on this journey, if you're someone who speaks very carelessly and mindlessly and unconsciously, the first step I want you to take, just like how I said with meditation, like taking more control of your mind as well, how I say to think about what you're thinking about, same thing. Think about the words that you are speaking. Simply just kind of create some space with the words you're speaking and just think about, and again, it might not be easy to do in the moment, but after you say something, think to yourself what you just said in that sentence and, and digest and kind of analyze and become curious of what you just said. Think about why you said that, where that's coming from. If you just said something that was a very self-deprecative sentence, ask yourself why you just said that. Where do you think that came from? Is that something that's helpful to say? How can you now reframe that self-deprecative sentence to empower you? Because again, we think it's funny. Oh, haha, it doesn't really mean anything. But when you're saying these things over and over and over and over again, when they compound on the long scale, they do matter. So again, I'm not saying this is something to get crazy about because sometimes I do think it's blown out of proportion when it's like what you say manifests. I think at the end of the day, your intention above anything is what's going to manifest. But more often than not, when we're speaking un- unconsciously, our intention is inevitably tied to the words that we are speaking because we don't we aren't speaking intentionally. So there is no other intention besides the words that are just unconsciously flowing out of our mouths. So just starting by being more aware of what you're speaking will give you a lot of insight into what's going on in your subconscious mind. So then you know kind of where your limiting beliefs are and you know where you need to heal and what you know what's holding you back to heal those things to then be able to move forward. And again, Also use that same tactic when you're speaking about things that you're wanting in life or things that you want to be working towards or any of those, anything in that, you know, genre. I really urge you to be very particular and mindful of the words that you're speaking because nine times out of 10, when you're speaking about things you don't have, you are in that space of speaking like, oh, if only then this or I would, but I can't because of this. And when you're in that victim headspace and I'm just can promise you again, that is most likely the number one reason why you don't have the things that you're talking about that you're wanting because you are in that victim headspace. So again, it's not necessarily the words that you're speaking that are like, oh, that's making me not have it because I'm saying I don't have it. It's more so like you speaking in that sense of like that victim mindset of saying, oh, I wish I can do that, but I can't because of X. It's it's subconsciously having you sink into that victim mindset, which is then directly affecting the ina- the inaction that you're taking, the lack of action that you're taking, which is then just affirming the fact in your life that you don't have it because you're not taking any action to then be able to have it. So all of these things are just linked and so many things in life that we feel like are just fixed or things that are just the poor, you know, hand of cards that we've been dealt so much of it can be fixed just by simply the words that we speak, which which then are rewiring our brain and our perspectives and the potential that we're seeing and things that we're capable of. And I just, it, nothing pains me more when I hear someone say that they want something, but they then follow it by some sort of sentence from a victim headspace. And I'm like, Ugh. it just, it, it crushes me for them. Cause I'm like, 
You literally are just in a state of delusion, feeding your, fe- thinking that you have no way out, but it's simply just you and your own mind that's like keeping yourself stuck. I know not everyone is going to be into tarot, but I love this one specific tarot card because it's like, it is the epitome of like an image of the victim headspace, which keeps so many, so many of us stuck. When again, what I'm saying could be switched at like the drop of a hat just by changing the way you speak, which will then like impact your thought processes. But if you guys are familiar with tarot, there's the the eight of swords card. It's like not I, I just it, the image looks sad, but like I love it because it's such an empowering image at the same time. And essentially the card itself. Well, let me tell you the image. The image is a girl who is basically wrapped with ropes. OK, so she her hands are like tied to her side, but she has a blindfold on so she can't really see. But there's eight swords all around her. AKA meaning that she feels stuck. She feels like there's no way out, but she has all these swords available to cut the rope and set her free. But she can't see them because she has a blindfold on. And kind of one of the meanings of the cards is essentially that like you feel stuck, right? You're playing victim, but there actually is potential to get out of the situation. And that's kind of what I see again when I hear people speak in this this kind of victim mindset or just speaking in a way that's keeping them in a box. They're not speaking in a way that's holding space for expansion, for solution, for overcoming. And I and I just I just when I see them, when I hear them speak that way, that's what I see. I'm like, you're just keeping yourself stuck and trapped when you don't need to be all just simply coming down to the way that you're the languages that you're speaking. So again, understand that the word has the power to keep you in a prison or it has the power to completely set you free and set you up for success. But it all just really goes back to the way that you speak. And this is actually, I wanted to read this, which I almost forgot, which I'm happy. I just remembered kind of going back to that concept of self-deprecation. There is another blurb in this book that I want to read to kind of close out this episode that I love. It says impeccability of the word will also give you immunity from anyone else putting a negative spell on you or essentially like other people speaking negatively to you. You will only receive a negative idea if your mind is fertile ground for that idea. When you become impeccable with your word, your mind is no longer fertile ground for the words that come from black magic. Side note again, because, you know, also another aspect and component is like what you give energy to grows like you give life to what you give energy to. So kind of when you're becoming more impeccable with your word, you learn that you don't need to give energy to those lower vibrational ways of speaking or, you know, negative things that people say to you, you know that you don't need to give life to it anymore. So it says, instead, it is fertile for the words that come from love. You can measure the impeccability of your word by your level of self-love. How much you love yourself and how you feel about yourself are directly proportionate to the quality and integrity of your word. When you are impeccable with your word, you feel good, you feel happy and at peace. Another major important lesson, because how many of us go look in the mirror and without even thinking about it, we're like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like this. That is just your subconscious programmings that just are automatically coming out. You are just in the habit of speaking in that way. Whereas when you take the time to really truly work on your self-love, heal that, cultivate genuine self-love, you inevitably are going to feel more open and it's going to feel so much easier to speak from a place of love and speak in an empowering way. So I feel like that was such a beautiful point that he made as well, and which links to that self-deprecation. And it's like, 
Sometimes we just, without even thinking of it, our first initial habit and reaction is just to speak down on ourselves. When if we are cultivating that self-love, the words that we speak will be an effortless, like direct reflection of that love we feel to ourselves and towards others. And I think, yeah, I guess that's another great kind of just way to close out this episode as well. It's like, Truly learning to fall in love with life and seeing life through the glass half full, seeing life full of beauty and opportunity and abundance and potential and having that be your new true internal belief. Again, that subconscious belief like I was talking about throughout this episode and you believe that to your core, your words are going to effortlessly be a reflection of that, which is going to feed that positive feedback loop, which is what's going to set us up for that life that we want. So another, I guess, action step for you guys to take with you today is like instead of maybe trying to change the external the words that you're speaking which again can be a great beautiful starting point as well but on the contrary maybe it's about for you learning how to heal your viewpoint on life how to heal your relationship with yourself and with life and how you see others how you see friendships how you see other people are they competition to you or do do they do they make you feel inferior or do the people around you remind you of the beauty that people hold of the potential that's out there of the opportunities that people can seize and kind of starting there and saying maybe if I rewire my internal perspectives and beliefs on life then that will inevitably be able to affect my word but again whatever resonates with you because again I think another great starting point could be from the outside in of changing the way you speak which again slowly rewires your internal space and to me I think the best way is to do to do both right so I'm huge on affirmations as you guys know which is a way to kind of reframe that subconscious from the outside in and reframe my beliefs of how I see myself and how I see life but on the contrary it's also about doing that inner healing work of I feel practicing gratitude right it was a big thing for me to that has transformed my inner lens and how I see life is seeing life through wow look at all the things that I have I'm so fortunate to be able to experience this human experience right now and all of those things have directly impacted the way that I feel internally so it's kind of going in from both ends I feel like is also a way to kind of expedite this process in this healing and it's just very powerful because you're kind of covering all the bases by going on, on on kind of both ends there. And this is random, but I feel called to say this because I listened to a really beautiful podcast episode today, which was very like kind of out of left field. It started to be an episode about skincare. And then it ended with like this really deep overall wellness message. Um, it's from the podcast Heal Thyself with Dr. G. And Basically, the guest that was on there was like, this is more of a spiritual takeaway, but the guest that was on there speaking about skincare, he said, you know, it takes a lot of courage for someone, for us to choose to come to this earth in a human body. It takes a lot of courage to be willing to accept and sign up for a human experience here on earth because there's so many moving parts to it. And I just loved that perspective. Again, a very spiritual perspective of the concept of like, we chose to be here, right? Our souls chose to have a human experience here on earth. And I just thought that was a very beautiful way to think about it. And it was just another way of being able to express gratitude of like, wow, I'm really thankful to be here. I'm thankful to be human. I'm thankful to have a chance at this human experience. So that was kind of off side note, but I just feel wanted to share that for some reason it came to my head. Anyways, I kind of just went off, but for the affirmation for this episode, 
I had this is what came to me during meditation today. And that's when I was like, okay, we're going to do an episode on the power of the word. So the affirmation is my words carry love and clarity. My words carry love and clarity. I love you guys. I hope this was as impactful and empowering to you guys as it has been for me. I'm telling you guys, the more this is going to be something that you're going to now that I've spoken about it, if you truly have digested this and listen, you're going to see how it how it shows up in your life. And it's slowly going to become more apparent to you of like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm really starting to get it. Be more aware of the words you're speaking. Always say something freaking empowering after the phrase I am. It should always be something uplifting and empowering. Be mindful of the way that you speak about life. Be mindful of the way you speak about your situations and your environments and your action steps towards goals because very often the thing, the very thing that's keeping you stuck is in the words that you are speaking. So here's to living and speaking with more intention, with more consciousness and with more mindfulness. I love you guys so much. You are always the creator of your reality. Everything begins within your mind. Speak what you're wanting to feel and experience into existence. I love you guys so much. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening. And hopefully I'll see you in the next epi. Peace and love, baby.